Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Live from our WSBT Radio studios in downtown South Bend. Let's go! Come on! Ah! Welcome to Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat. Wow, don't blink. A lot of major intestinal fortitude going on here. On your home for Notre Dame football. Knocked down by Wooden. The game is over. The Irish has upset Florida State. Notre Dame is number one. And Notre Dame basketball. Number one ranked UCLA Bruins have been upset by the Irish of Notre Dame. Good! wins the national championship for Notre Dame. Plus fighting Irish hockey. They score! Jake Evans scores! Notre Dame. 3.7 seconds away from a spot in the national championship game. The NFL and Major League Baseball. Oh my gracious, how about that? Sports Radio 960 WSBT, WSBTradio.com, the free WSBT radio app. Big time budgets. Now here's your host, seven-time Associated Press Broadcasting Award winner, Darren Pritchett. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Sportsbeat. On this Tuesday, April the 18th of 2023, eight minutes after five o'clock, as we are broadcasting live on 960 AM WSBT, we are streaming at WSBTradio.com. And on the free WSBT radio app, a video feed of the program also available on the Twitch app. That's a free app. Search Sports Radio 960 WSBT to take a look at our studios. Well, it's great to have you on board. We only have a short time together tonight and over the next few days because the South Bend Cubs are up in Midland, Michigan. They're going to take on the Great Lake Loons in a six-game series starting tonight. 6.05 first pitch Tuesday through Friday, 5.45 pregame. So I'm out of here in just about 40 minutes or so. So we've got a lot to get to, a lot of Notre Dame football information and discussions to get to in that short amount of time. Before we get things started, let me remind you, Budweiser's weekday sports beat here on WSBT Radio, brought to you by Budweiser, the king of beers, locally distributed by United Beverage Company of South Bend. Sports fans, this Bud's for you. By Barnaby's of Mishawaka and Granger, now with three locations to serve you, Barnaby's, the family inn. By the Food Bank of Northern Indiana. Hunger is a story we can end. Find out how at feedindiana.org and Bethel University Adult and Graduate Studies. Visit bethelluniversity.edu slash solid ground for details. Normally we talk to Mike Singer. 
Notre Dame football recruiting insider, Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com on Tuesdays. A little under the weather today, so we're going to try to have a conversation with Mike. Later on this week, we'll get a conversation with him on the air before Saturday's Blue Gold game. We'll find out if any important recruits are stopping by Notre Dame Stadium to take in the Blue Gold game in person. In the meantime, let's talk about this Notre Dame football team that is getting set for the Blue Gold game on Saturday. You can hear the Blue Gold game right here on WSBT Radio. Pre-game at 1.30. I'll have the play-by-play coming your way at 2 o'clock. And one of the interesting storylines that has popped up this week, adding to a little more intrigue in the game. It's not like you needed any more intrigue, considering the quarterback competition underway between the transfer from Wake Forest, Sam Hartman, and the starter for three games last year, Tyler Buckner. But we've got another fun story to follow, and it is Lorenzo Styles, the very Awesome athlete that the Irish got a couple of years ago. He's been a wide receiver his first two years. Broke out late in his freshman campaign. An inconsistent up and down sophomore year. I was expecting a bounce back. And who knows, we still may get a bounce back from Styles at receiver. But right now, he is cross-training at cornerback. A position that he played in high school. His brother played corner. His dad was a great defensive player. So it runs in the family. So, Styles has upside at wide receiver. Maybe he has even more upside at corner. So, let's backtrack a little bit here. Marcus Freeman met the media on Saturday. And in a recent practice, there was one snap in front of the media that Styles lined up at cornerback, which led to the question, why was Lorenzo Styles playing cornerback? And this is what the Irish head coach said on Saturday about that situation. The other day in practice. One play. One play. <laughs> no, it's it's good. That's um, he he's kind of experimenting a little bit with him. Um, you know, I think he has a lot of uh, athletic abilities um, that could really help us on both sides of the ball. The problem is he hasn't spent much time in the defensive film room with the defensive coaches. And so we said in one-on-ones, hey, every once in a while, go get a rep of, of DB. And the one rep he got the other day he was a really good rep. And I, and I told him, like, hold on now. Like, this road to, to where you want to go is bumpy on either side of the ball, right? It isn't always going to be that easy. But um, we're, we're kind of experimenting with him on both sides. Um, he'll probably get a little bit more DB work next, year, next week. And then um, I foresee him in the spring game probably playing a little bit on both sides. Today was all receiver. Today he all he played was receiver. If I could, I apologize, but whose idea was that? I mean, did you go to him or him? Um, it was my, you know, coming from my background, I told him I see a lot of traits that he possesses that really could resonate on the defensive side of the ball. Um, but I want it to be his decision. I want him to feel good about you know, what position he's playing. And, and so I said, hey, if you want to experiment a little bit, play a little bit of DB on one-on-ones, like play man. And now he did it in high school. And I know a lot of people from where he's from in Columbus, Ohio, and they said he was a dang good DB in high school. And so I've always just kind of, you know, 
put that carrot in his ear. Um, but it was him ultimately to say, okay, hey, I want to try it. I want to, I want to try it, coach. I know you've said it. You said it. Um, and we'll see after next week what we decide to do with him. Well, today was the first time that Styles spent an entire practice at the cornerback position. So this is starting to get a little more serious. Al Golden on Saturday, Fighting Irish defensive coordinator, when asked about the possibility of Styles coming to his side of the football. We would, yeah. I mean, obviously, we'd love to have him. That's the head coach's decision. But if, if that's the direction it goes here in the next, you know, 24, 48 hours, then uh, then we'll get to work with him. Love the young man. Um, saw him twice yesterday, once on campus uh, walking, and then I saw him at dinner last night. So um, maybe it is a Maybe that's a good sign for us. I don't know. But uh, uh, probably corner. Probably corner. But tremendous young man and uh, deserving of an opportunity to make an impact. I and mean, he will he, he will do that. I promise he's a great kid. Okay, so that was Al Golden on Saturday. Today was a scheduled day in which Lorenzo Styles was going to meet the media. He was there with members of the secondary. And here are a couple of sound bites from Lorenzo Styles. First... Asked by the Irish media to discuss the opportunity he has in giving the cornerback position a spot or an opportunity or a shot this spring. Uh, it's been really good. Uh, I just made the transition. This is my, full, my first full practice at DB. I uh, felt really good. Uh, yeah, just still working every single day, trying to get better, perfect my craft, whatever position it may be. I don't really think it was too difficult. Uh, there's definitely some technical stuff, but... Uh, Athletically, I still feel pretty good uh, at that position. Uh, just really refining technical things and uh, just working on that every single day. This just takes some consistency. And Styles was asked after practice today, what came naturally playing the corner spot for the first time since high school two years ago? Uh, I think really like man coverage is press. Uh, just being able just to use my athleticism and be able to run with someone. Uh, and then it's more so like really playing off coverage a little bit more just because I haven't been able I haven't been in a back pedal for two years so I think that's where it's a little bit uh, different for me all right there's Lorenzo Styles from earlier today no matter how this ends up I don't think we can sit here and say that Lorenzo Styles has failed as a wide receiver if he did not have what Marcus Freeman believes is some of the traits and instincts needed to be a corner, this isn't happening. He's at wide receiver. You take a look at the wide receiver position this spring, it is not out of the realm of possibility that if you had a hypothetical depth chart at the end of spring practice, that Lorenzo Styles might not be in your top three. You could argue Tobias Merriweather, who's having a really good spring, could elevate to a starter's role. Jaden Thomas is training in a good direction. The players cannot speak highly enough about Chris Tyree, the former, and I guess still running back, that is cross-training at wide receiver this spring. He could be your starting slot. Deion Colsey right there in the mix as well, battling for position. So we could be talking about possibly a backup wide receiver. 
so Styles definitely might be able to help the football team more at corner. Now you look at what you have at corner right now. Benjamin Morrison coming off an unbelievable freshman year. You've got the very dependable and experienced Cam Hart out there as well as your boundary corner. So you got two really good players. But if somebody gets dinged up, things look a little different on the depth chart. That's where Styles might be able to help this football team in a way that none of us imagined probably four days ago. We'll see how it goes. Again, the spring, you can throw stuff up against the wall and see what sticks. And maybe Lorenzo Styles sticks at corner. It sounds like in the blue goal game, we will see number four play wide receiver and cornerback. So that will be kind of fun to watch when the blue goal game takes place at Notre Dame Stadium on Saturday. Again, I'll have the play-by-play here on WSBT Radio at 2 o'clock. Our pregame show will begin at 1.30. Hat trick of opening topics. Number two, we move to the Irish linebackers. The old guys versus the young guys. That's what it kind of seems like. You've got at the Rover, a veteran player in Jack Kaiser, backed up by a couple of young pups, Jalen Sneed and Nolan Ziegler. Weak side linebacker, veteran player in Marist Leofowl. And you've got some young guys again there. Prince Collies in the conversation. Jack Kaiser can play there. Middle linebacker, an old guy in JT Bertrand. You've got the freshman, Drake Bowen. you got Nolan Ziegler there as well. So it is kind of old versus young right now at the linebacker spots. Marcus Freeman offered some thoughts on that group. On Saturday, after getting another opportunity to watch his group in action. That's the beauty and sometimes the difficulties of a team sport is that, you know, you got really good players all in one room. And at the, at only one, two at certain positions, three can get on the field at a time. And so you have to build that trust and that unselfishness in that room while also developing developing their skill set. And so it's a really challenging thing to do as a position coach, which I've been in that position where, okay, we have a lot of talented guys in this room. I need everybody to get better and everybody wants to play, but how can we make sure we have a culture of respect and love for each other that no matter who's on the field, where it's what's best for Notre Dame or what's best for the team. And so that's a constant message that's preached every day because this isn't an individual sport. All right, I only say this is an individual sport when we have failures. I want it to be an individual sport when we have failures. Everybody looks at themselves. but it is a, the ultimate team sport. And so that to me is a message that has to be driven every day. I want you to get better as an individual. In order to get better at an, as an individual, you're gonna have to practice, you're gonna have to study, you're gonna have to do things um, to develop that skill. But at the end of the day, whoever's on that field represents this room and this program. And, and ultimately that's all that matters. Fighting Irish head coach Marcus Freeman on his group of linebackers. Here's coach Freeman on Kaiser known as a rover, playing more inside and what that means for Kaiser and what that means at Kaiser's other position, rover. The opportunity to step up and get a few more reps there. Marcus Freeman on Kaiser and how it affects everybody on the team. Yeah, I think the more he can do, it it gives others opportunities, right? And so if Jack Kaiser is a one-position guy, you know, we know Jack Kaiser is going to be on the field. 
you know, he's a one position guy, well, the guy behind him, and might be a younger guy, um, isn't going to get an opportunity to get on the field as much. But now if you've got a guy like Jack that can play multiple positions, you can give those inside guys a break and get a younger guy or an inexperienced guy um, on the field at that role position. So it's most, again, the guys on the field have to be able to do their job. But a guy that can do multiple positions creates an opening for another guy. And Jack Kaiser is offering that to Marcus Freeman and his defensive coordinator, Al Golden. Now, we've talked a little bit about the veteran guys, the young guys, Sneed, Colley, Ziegler, pressing for action. And it sounds like, at least according to defensive coordinator Al Golden, those three guys are going to be a part of this defense this year, and that's not taking anything away from the veteran players. There's just going to be, it seems like, a role for everybody. Uh, they're, they're, you know, the three that you just mentioned, are uh, they're all you know, going in the game. There's no doubt about it. They're all in the rotation. And, um, you know, PK was having a really good uh, offseason uh, until he got uh, banged up, and, and Sneed made a lot of progress as well. So it was great to see Sneed back out there, and, and um, I think Zig's uh, off-the-field approach in terms of his preparation and his study in the game has made a big difference for him. There you go. Al Golden, it sounds like Ziegler, Sneed, Kali. Be prepared for those guys to have a role in packages on this Fighting Irish defense. Collie a little banged up right now, dealing with a concussion. We will not see him on Saturday. All right, so that is a little insight on the Fighting Irish linebackers and all the different choices, young and old, that defensive coordinator Al Golden gets to choose from. All right, 523 at WSBT, our third and final hat trick of opening topic for tonight. It is a tip of the cap and a moment to offer appreciation to a gentleman that's been a big part of high school basketball in the state of Indiana, in particular our area, for five decades. Al Rhodes announced today he is retiring after 42 years as a high school basketball coach. He was a Penn basketball player back in the day. Went on to play at Tri-State University. Got his opportunity to be a coach at Warsaw High School. 22 seasons for Coach Rhodes at Warsaw, 1980 to 2002. How about the record with the Tigers? 405 and 132. One of those 405 wins, the ultimate victory, leading the Tigers to the state championship In 1984, he coached a pair of Mr. Basketballs during his time at Warsaw. He also was the coach of Rick Fox at Warsaw, who went on to have a terrific basketball career at North Carolina and then in the NBA, most notably, with the Los Angeles Lakers. So 405 wins at Warsaw. Eventually, he moved on to his alma mater, Penn High School, where he was the Kingsman head coach for 15 seasons, racking up 239 more victories, only 128 defeats. Warsaw, Logansport, Fort Wayne, Northrop, and Penn was the destinations for Al. It was great to see Coach come back and take over his alma mater and really raise the bar with that Kingsman basketball program. 
All told, 693 victories, only 320 defeats. The 693 wins for Rhodes, 11th all-time in Indiana State history among boys basketball coaches. Until his retirement, he had the third most victories among active coaches in the state of Indiana. It looked like there might be a chance to truly go out in style this year. His Penn team was the dominant team in northern Indiana. Now, Northwood and Penn didn't play. That would have been a wonderful contest. Northwood won the 3A state championship, but Penn in 4A was the dominant team up here, and they went 28-2, losing to the team that won the state championship during the regular season, Indianapolis, Ben Davis, and then a heartbreaking 58-57 loss to number 5 Kokomo in the Class 4A North Semi-State title game at Michigan City. Now, Kokomo went on to lose to Ben Davis, so the only two teams that knocked off Penn, the state champion and the runner-up. It was a great run. There's a very good chance that Coach Rhodes will retire with three Mr. Basketballs under his tutelage, the third being Marcus Burton. I believe that will be announced tomorrow. He is a leading candidate. You never know about this voting. Central and downstate sometimes forgets there's a northern part of the state. Hopefully that's not the case. And Marcus gets the honor he deserved after leading the state in scoring at 30 points per game. And now he will get set to play under Micah Shrewsbury at the University of Notre Dame. Penn Athletic Director Jeff Hart in a release statement by Penn High School had this to say about Al Rhodes retiring. Quote, Coach Rhodes' legendary career speaks for itself. As an Indiana high school basketball coach for 42 years, he ranks among the all-time successful leaders of the sport in our great state. What can't be measured by wins and losses is the positive impact he's had on countless young people during his career. From students in his math class to the players and coaches in the programs that he has led, he's educated and mentored consistently with a teacher's heart. I've been fortunate to watch his leadership with character approach close up for the last several years, and I'm a better person because of it. End quote. Congratulations, Al Rhodes. An amazing coaching career. 42 seasons doing something that he loves, winning 693 games and the 1984 state championship at Warsaw High School. Coach, congratulations. I remember we called the McDonald's All-American Games when those games were at the Joyce Center. Gosh, has it been 15, 20 years ago now? But Coach Rhodes was one of the coaches of that legendary game. 529 at Sports Radio 960 WSBT. That's our hat trick of opening topics for tonight. Wild game developing on the south side of Chicago. The Phillies and the White Sox playing game one of a doubleheader today. It was all Phillies early as they jumped on White Sox starter Lance Lynn for three runs in the first and two in the third to take a 5-0 lead. But the White Sox have stormed back against Phillies starter Zach Wheeler in the bottom of the third inning. Luis Robert Jr., a bases loaded, two RBI double. Got the Sox on the board. Andrew Vaughn follow with a two RBI single. 
So the White Sox picked up four runs in the third inning. Now the game moves to the top of the fifth inning. Lynn is still in the game for Chicago. It's Philadelphia 5, White Sox 4. Lynn has given up seven hits and five earned runs in four innings while striking out five. His early season ERA is 8.10. And the White Sox got to one of the better starters in the National League, the right-hander Zach Wheeler, who has given up seven hits and four earned runs in four innings of work. So, Sox and Phillies, a long day on the south side. Game one of the doubleheader, top of the fifth inning. It is the Phillies out in front of the Sox, 5-4. Good start to the doubleheader for Detroit as they clip the Cleveland Guardians at Comerica Park this afternoon. By a final score of 4-3, it was a walk-off home run by Kerry Carpenter in the bottom of the ninth inning for Detroit, and the Tigers picked up the 4-3 victory. Game two is moving rather briskly. They're already in the bottom of the sixth inning, and the Tigers have just broken through to take a 1-0 lead in the bottom of the sixth inning. And Riley Green, the youngster, has hit a solo home run to give the Tigers a 1-0 lead. Just five total hits in the ballgame, three for Detroit and two for the Guardians. So Eduardo Rodriguez on the mound for the Tigers. Six shutout innings, two hits allowed, eight strikeouts. And let's see if the Tigers can sweep the Guardians. The Tigers are 5-9. and nine. The Guardians are 9-7. and seven. And the Chicago Cubs continue to play great baseball here in the month of April. They're out on the West Coast. They are now 9-6, and six, and they'll take on the 3-14 Oakland Athletics out at the old Coliseum tonight. And their ace, Marcus Stroman is on the mound tonight taking on the Oakland A's. So the Cubbies have a chance to move to 10-6 and six early on in the season. As we told you, we've got a short show tonight. South Bend Cubs baseball comes your way in about 13 minutes here on WSBT Radio. High school baseball revving up again tonight after some postponements last night. Of course, we've been partnered with Mishawaka High School for the last several years, bringing you football and basketball games. And their baseball team is undefeated 5-0, and they're taking on Plymouth on the road tonight. And in the bottom of the first inning, Mishawaka has a 4-1 lead in that ball game. So the Cavemen looking to go 6-0 and 1-0 in the Northern Lakes Conference. Uh, we saw the vote was it last night? South Bend Clay is going to be closed. So the Northern Indiana Conference, I believe, is down to now just eight teams with some schools departing to build a new conference. And now Clay closing. It is a different-looking NIC in the very near future. All right, 5.33 is our time. More sports in a moment on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 